Are you ready to ignite your sales and unleash lasting profits? Business owners and entrepreneurs hire Lynn Whitback of Petite Two Queen to ignite winning sales because most are chasing down clients stuck in a chaotic sales cycle and lacking client retention, conversions, and profits. So Lynn helps transform thinking to the client's perspective, ending sales chaos with a robust strategic plan to harvest the hidden profits. Lynn Sales Strategies Consulting and Innovation has generated multi-millions in revenue for the world's largest companies, startups, and well-known brands. If you want to get more clients, contact Lynn Whitback at PetiteToQueen.com. Lynn will provide you with proven, simple, yet highly effective tools that will help you begin to build a consistent sales strategy to acquire, convert, and capitalize on every lead to grow your business. Lynn Whitback at Petite to Queen or on LinkedIn. Welcome to Digital Connections, where we bring in expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a marketing coach, strategist, and owner of WSI Digital Connections, which is a full service digital marketing agency. On my way to running this company, I have found amazing resources that have helped us grow and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, today we are talking about sales strategies. And I will tell you, this is our 35th episode and we have never actually done a show about sales strategies, which kind of blew my mind when I realized this. Um, We've done plenty of episodes on every other topic, finance, business mindset, what success really means, who's your right fit client, and plenty of shows that are specifically about marketing strategy. But honestly, marketing strategy without sales strategy is kind of like a PB&J sandwich without the peanut butter or a ham sandwich without the cheese or worse yet, the beach without the sand or the sea. Um, To, you know, sales strategies are such a necessary partner to marketing. It's why we say sales and marketing. But sometimes these two can butt heads as well in businesses and companies. A lot of times it can be the sales team complaining about poor leads or marketing complaining about local close rates, neither argument is going to get your company where it needs to go. You must make peace and you must learn to leverage each other. And as many of my listeners know, I was a little queasy when I started my business and I learned that sales was not just a matter of hiring a good salesperson. While that can help, as many business owners know, I needed to know how to sell and I needed to 
get over my compunctions with the sales process. But this very fact is why it is also a little perturbing when I realize that I've never actually done a, a show about this before. Uh, so I think it's time that we remedy this. And fortunately, I happen to know an amazing sales strategist who is actually called the queen of sales, Lynn Whitbeck and her company, Petite to Queen. So business owners and entrepreneurs hire Lynn to ignite winning sales teams because most are chasing down clients stuck in a chaotic sales cycle and lacking client retention, conversions, and profits. So she helps transform thinking to the client's perspective, ending sales chaos with a robust strategic plan to harvest the hidden profits. Bottom line, Lynn will ignite your sales and unleash lasting profits. The powerful live programs delivered by Lynn and the Petite to Queen team create immediate results in easy shifts, shortening the sales cycle, building stronger relationships, and closing more profitable sales. So Lynn, welcome to the show. I am so glad to finally have you here. Hi, it's so great to be here, Nancy. <laughs> All right, so let's get right to the heart of the matter. What is the single most important element of sales strategy success? Wow, you know, that is such a loaded question because I certainly do have, you know, my seven deadly sins of sales. But when we really look at it, it is thinking like the client. The client makes the decisions. And you need to guide the client through the entire journey that they go on with you from the time that you first connect with them to the time that they sign that contract, they begin to work with you, uh, to nurturing that relationship and receiving those wonderful referrals and expanded continued business with them. So it's really about thinking like the client and that changes and evolves throughout the relationship. Mm. And when you put things in their perspective, because they are in the driver's seat, it's going to transform your whole business. And that should be a culture of your entire organization to think like the client. Does this mm. matter to them? You know, <laughs> uh, 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 would they pay for it? Right. Uh, why does it matter to them? What will it do for them? You know, ultimately, it's always so. So they can. So they can what? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, one of the, um, you know, this is a little bit uh, uh, maybe off of the, the topic just just slightly, but one of the quotes that I hear a, a lot about um, in, in sales is the fortune is in the follow-up. So why do you think that is? Oh, well, it's a really simple fact. So uh, first of all, when you put yourself, think like the client, is somebody just going to jump into bed with you the first time they meet you? Okay, there's a very small amount of people that will. Okay, but for most, no. All right, so let's get real here. Most people are going to need to learn more. And that is the number one thing that doesn't occur. The stats around follow-up are truly shocking. About 42% of sales, professional salespeople never make a single follow-up attempt. And then that's, just, of, that's crazy. That I, is. And then yeah. if you go even deeper, let's say a big one. After the fourth attempt to follow up, 92% give up. And yet, and yet in B2B sales or any time that you're working and that if you're a personal a coach or you're doing something else or small business, you're most likely not to sell to that client until you've made seven to just put a number out there, 13 mm -hmm. touches. I have a 13 touch program for the follow-up. 
So the key is that you need to continue to follow up. Next, you've got to follow up with value. Think like the client. Yes. Do they mm -hmm. want to hear the, oh, hi, Nancy. This is Lynn. Oh, I'm calling to follow up and see if you're ready to move forward with our program. I mean, first of all, oh, you know, you're going <laughs> to hang up and you're going to be gone. Mm -hmm. So instead, you've got to lead with value. And mm -hmm. so what does that look like? Yeah. I have got a great new checklist. This is going to uh, show you exactly how to get on the types of podcasts that you need to be on so that you will attract new audience. New people will hear about, you're going to erase your credibility and your authority. You're going to be able to borrow the ethos from the host. Oh my gosh. I'm just so excited about this. Oh, uh, by the way, this is Lynn, Lynn Whitbeck with petite to queen. So you lead with that value. Why does it matter mm -hmm. to them? So they can what, right? Mm -hmm. And then you slow your cadence down. Who is it? And then you really slow it down when you give them your digits and your email, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the things that was really interesting to me when I started marketing was, uh, you know, they told us this fact that, you know, realistically only and even this number is a little high, 8% of people are ready to buy from you. And I, in my experience, it's actually closer to probably 3%, I would say, that are that are immediately ready. But you think about it and you want to be top of mind for that other 92%, because just because they're not ready to buy from you today does not mean that they won't be ready to buy from you eventually. And all that time that goes by, you have an opportunity to give value to them so they know that they're going to get value when they come to you in the end, which I think is phenomenal, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, the example I did was just the way I would do like a voicemail, but you get my drift. I mean, yeah. it's that how you deliver that value in a number of different ways, uh, things that matter to them. You can be answering, you know, think of it this way. What are their top 10 objections? What are their top 10 questions and what are the top 10 pain points and how can you answer those? Now you may think, oh my gosh, I have to create 30 pieces of content. Well, no. <laughs> okay. Let's just start with the top three and then how can you then repurpose and re and use that um, content in different ways? People mm -hmm. respond differently to either a checklist or to a short video or to um, a, a message or a white paper or a podcast you know, where they can listen mm -hmm. about the solution, all these different yeah. ways that you can provide this and deliver it in different methods. I mean, mm -hmm. heck, we can still use snail mail and send them a package. <laughs> Well, and you know, everything that you're talking about, actually, in our digital marketing tip of the day today, it's all about uh, using your content to improve your search engine optimization. And everything that you're talking about right now can actually go into a person's search engine optimization. That may be marketing, but you know, without the sales tactic that goes along with that, it's kind of useless, you know? Yeah. So. yeah I mean, if you don't ask for the sale, you're not going to make any sales and you're not going to stay in business. Yeah. And then you have no need for marketing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's shift gears again and let's talk about uh, some of the um, challenges uh, in sales. Um, what is ghosting and how can you overcome this? Okay. Well, this ties right into what we were talking about with follow-up. So ghosting occurs when you're not getting a response from your prospect and or your client. So ghosting occurs 
I mean, heck, it occurs in our personal life. You're not hearing from your your child and you're going like, okay, well, what the heck are they up to? I want to know. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, ghosting is just a natural occurrence. And I want everybody to think about it. Once again, think like the client. Why are you being ghosted? Well, the number one reason is that they're busy. Busy, busy, busy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So take away that component that it's you. Um, certainly there are other aspects of why you could be ghosted. And, and, and one of them is that maybe you did or said something. Absolutely. Um, but that's really one of the least likely. Um, mm. More likely is that they're busy. I'm on a big, big, busy, big bucket. And then there's a few smaller buckets that are around for the other drips. So yeah. you may not have um, really have a compelling need. You may not have communicated that. You may not have answered their why. Why does this matter to them? How is it going to benefit? How does it address a problem or a concern? And you haven't given them a vision of so they can. What can they achieve? What goal, initiative, what dream is within their grasp? right? So those are some other things, but it's really about being busy. And so mm. when you're being ghosted, it's part of the follow-up process. And that's why you have to have a longer cadence. You can't be pestering somebody like every day because I, I, certainly in some types of sales, depending on what you're in, you may need a more accelerated um, cadence, mm. but in it, it really does depend on their type of business. In real estate, it's a really fast cadence. If you're looking to get someone, you want someone to, to list their home with you, right? Mm -hmm. um, et cetera. So, or you're looking to secure a, a buyer agreement with uh, some, a new potential home buyer. But in uh -huh. many cases, you know, you're going to have a longer cadence, which could be weekly or biweekly even. So, but mm -hmm. you're going to have a regular cadence that you're doing and that you're delivering value. And then, of course, you don't want it just to be some kind of automated drip campaign. It's got to be personalized and you have to do some actual outreach yourself. So I use what I call a little triumphant triangle. And that is you can either start with, hey, pick up the stinking phone. OK, mm. make a phone call, <laughs> plan on getting their voicemail. You've already mm -hmm. written the email. You lead with value. Why does it matter to them? It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. And now. Um, and you've also thought about who they are, you know, as an individual, because certain personalities are going to be geared, like if they are really focused on learning and knowledge or how they like to plan and process things, you're going to want to communicate with them a little bit differently. So keep that. You want to be very mindful of that, mm -hmm. but you create that. And once again, you're going to have templates for this. So you're going to pull from one. You're going to customize it and configure it for that individual. You're going to, mm -hmm. you've got the email ready. You pick up the phone and you don't sound like you're reading your email, but essentially you're going through the email quick, that energy, that smile in your voice. People can hear the smile in your voice. Yeah. You know, you sound mm -hmm. warmer and friendlier and then you slow your cadence down when you say your name and then you slow it way down. Remember that over 90% of people have some form of dyslexia. So mm. you do not want to be the person who rattles off the phone number. Oh, I can't One, two, three, four, five, that. six, seven, eight, nine. And okay, you're dead. You're dead to yeah. me. So don't do that. Okay. And, and, um, you know, so here you go. So then you do that. And then, then you say, I'm going to send this all over to you for you in an email. Mm. And then you mm -hmm. send the email. Now the email will include a link so they can download that the value, or they can, they send you to something that they can watch a quick video or listen to something that the video could even be embedded in that. 
So whatever it is, that's your step two, okay? Step three, all right, now step three is if you haven't heard back in three business days, you send them a message. Do they live on LinkedIn? Use LinkedIn Messenger. Are they a Facebook user? Use Facebook. You know, whatever, if they are Instagram, a DM, wherever that is that they most likely sort of hang out for business or for work. I mean, unless you're selling a personal, like a coaching program for um, a healthy eating for type mm-hmm. two diabetes, um, people who are trying to get past that and get some more control in their life for their health. Well, then they might definitely be on Facebook or Instagram, right? But mm-hmm. go to where they sort of live for that business and send them that message. You basically take the email, you copy and paste it and you put it in the message. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's the same message, but it's been delivered three different ways. Mm. You delivered value, you follow it up, and most likely you're going to get a response, you know, but if you don't, if they ghost you, they're busy. And so that you wait for your next step in the cadence. And that once again, you're thinking about that individual client and their specific needs and what they mm. want. So in that previous example, I was just using about healthy, healthy, eating better, um, a healthier um, meal plan. Uh, so you can get more movement and energy in your life. If you have type two diabetes, you know, if you have, ha- so, uh, you know, looked at their profile, you know, certainly on Facebook or Instagram, you see that they've got kids, you know, that's going to be a, a value to them. They want to be there for their kids. They want to be active in those children's activities. So then you pull that sort of template because that's a major, that's a, a why they, that's their why. Why are they doing mm. this? Why are they doing this? Because they want to be there for their kids and their family. They want right. to be there for those activities. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just because they want to feel better. Of course, it's not just because they want to get um, some control over their health condition. All those things are there. But so you pull these when you've planned this out in your strategy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just what is this? It's beautiful. Yeah. Plan this out. You've created the templates so that then you just grab and go. So first Mm -hmm. of all, it's making you far more effective and efficient. Mm -hmm. And you're answering your client why you're speaking to what matters to them. And you're going to get a lot more response and traction and connection because you're cultivating that relationship. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if you're looking to market to a larger audience, this exercise and understanding your client from that perspective, that can give you access to larger groups. It can give you the thought process around who, where, where do they hang out? Who yeah. do they talk to? Who do they, you know, it's those, those kinds of thought, those thought processes that really build a strong whether it's marketing or sales strategy, you need it in both uh, uh, when when you're looking at these things. Um, so what are the most common objections that you see? Well, I mean, everybody's heard, you know, the timing's not right. You know, I don't have time for this right now. Um, mm-hmm. That is always a classic. Um, yeah. That can also be a reason why you're being ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they don't have the money. It's not in the budget. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, those are really uh, obvious classics. Uh, the, it, you know, it could be that it's just too much for them to take on their their uh, initiatives. They've already established what their initiatives are for the year, and mm-hmm. this isn't one of them. You know, so you need to reach back out, etc. So when any of those three, you know, money, time, it's not in their, you know, their their big plan. 
it, it pumps down to that. You haven't positioned your product in a way that they, that the value uh, resonates with them because it hasn't been pushed to a, a front burner issue. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now sometimes it's because, you know, it isn't a front burner issue for them. All right. Uh, so there's that, or you haven't connected why it's a front burner issue for them. Mm-hmm. And in sales, part of having the dialogue is asking questions and shutting up and listening, mm. truly listening, and then repeating back what they said and asking more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you're sort of a detective. And when you get this, it's, you get this information, it's just like research on this client so that you better understand how to position uh, your product or service for them and to also make sure it's a fit. Mm-hmm. Is this right for them? Are they right for you? If the answer is no on either way, then you want to point them in the direction that they can, that will serve them. Yeah. You know, because it's a long-term relationship may not be right now, but they may know someone you want to give them that delightful experience. Their situation may change. They may go somewhere new, right? Your offer, your products or services, your offers could change. So you keep the door open, um, but you, you, you put them in the right path. That's Mm -hmm. worthy intent around the relationship that you bring because you're there to serve and help them. Yeah. Yeah. So something that we talk a lot about in marketing is speaking your client's language. Like, you know, you've, you've been mentioning up to this point and this, it really requires you to know your client in order to speak from their language. So I spend a lot of time bringing my clients through exercises like developing their client personas and their messaging and this is one of those things that's so important in both sales and marketing. Yeah. Um, so why should you, why should you think like the client and how can you get into their shoes from a sales perspective? Well, I'll tell you what, if you don't think like the client, you're going to be leaving a whole lot of money on the table. Mm-hmm. That's where, oh, I don't have qualified leads. You know, hello. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> looking for that 3% who's going to buy right away, you know? <laughs> So you absolutely have to think like the client. It's going to shorten your sales cycle. Um, You're going to make deeper, stronger connections more quickly. And you're going to be able to guide them to the process. They're going to be happier um, because it's a good fit. You know, there's Mm -hmm. not going to be the buyer's remorse. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all of that matters. And, And I didn't mention this when I talked about objections, but I think it's really an important point here. If there is an objection you agree with, you are never going to get past it and uh-huh. you're never going to be able to close out a client. So mm. if there's things about your product or service or the company that you work for that don't fit, then you need to be selling something else. Okay. Mm. You need to be passionate about what you're doing and how yeah. you help and serve others because that mm-hmm. conveys that comes through shiny. So Absolutely. we are talking about that, creating that process and knowing your client you absolutely, this also helps you hone into your sense. Where do they hang out in bunches? How am I going to connect with them? What type of language do I need? Where do I lead with? You know, what are those areas of concern, the pain points? Um, you know, what do they want, need, or lack? Yeah. And how does what you do, how does it answer that? How does it serve them? Why does it matter to them? How is it going to benefit them? 
so they can. And mm-hmm. so what's on that? What's that? So they can, what's in that golden basket? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you implement that into your sales strategy? How do you implement what, where does that fit? Well, it's just like anything you've got to do the, do the work. You've mm-hmm. got to go through those same, very, probably very similar exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, sales mm-hmm. and marketing are kissing cousins. All right. Let's, <laughs> you know, and you, they, they work together and mm-hmm. you need, they need to work together. And so, and these types of exercises should be done by the executives, the sales team and the marketing team, you know, and so that you really, and then once again, you get out of your own head and start getting into the head of the client. And there's a number of different tools. So there's one thing that you can do is look at something like also asked or answer the public and Mm. you can take, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, so you could say um, healthy eating for type two diabetes, you know, and you put that in there and then it's going to give you all the long tail searches that people are actually typing into Google. Now, some of them are going to fit. Some of them aren't. You can also put in shorter terms, you know, so see what people are searching for. You can just do type two diabetes. You know, if that's like a a niche market that you're going to focus on. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm just using that as an example, everyone. But the point is that now you get to you get into the head of what people are actually physically searching for. And then you can start to pick up on some of their language and then a tie into what you're going to talk about with SEO. You can look at what kind of keywords are people searching for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then when you create a new piece of content, you've actually strategically positioned it. So you're and then when you go into Google and you actually type that in and you see what pops up and you see what people also asked that's on Google. Now, you know, okay, and you're not going to use that exact thing for your heading, but you're basically going to use part of that. And then the people also asked, those are modifications of those are the headings on like an article or the post that goes to a podcast or that goes to an infographic, right? Uh, Because you have to have at least, you know, whatever, three to 600 words for it to even qualify for SEO. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then you're using that that keyword. So it's going to score higher, but the number one thing is it has resonance with the people that you are trying to serve. Yes. And if Mm -hmm. they're, they're going to look at that and say, Lynn is talking to me. She's talking to me. Yeah. I can't do the, the the Robert De Niro. Sorry, but you're talking (laughs) to me and they're going to say, yes, yes, I am talking to you. Uh, well, okay. So let's get back to something that I was talking about in my introduction. Um, it was a really hard pill for me to swallow when I understood that I had to do sales in order to be successful. And the hardest part for me was that I had to admit that I felt like sales was sleazy and manipulative. Right. And so how do you, because uh, a lot of what you do is coaching um, for, for your clients. So how do you help your clients? Because I know this is not something that's unique to me. Um, how do you help your clients uh, overcome those kinds of feelings? Yeah, well, the first thing, it's a, you got to flip the switch. You're not trying to sell them anything. You're not trying to close them. You are there to serve and help them. And if your product or service truly benefits your client, it's going to get them to the to create impact for their life, their business, their community, their family. Mm-hmm. Then you are doing that for them. And when you approach it from that sense, 
you're there to help and serve them. And of course, for part of that product or service, there's going to be an exchange of currency for that payment mm -hmm. for goods delivered. But it's you're not selling them anything. You are serving and guiding them so that you can create impact in their world. And they in turn can push that impact out into the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think as soon as I started thinking about it from that perspective and also realizing that if I do not, if I, if I'm not able to sell, then I'm actually doing a disservice that I'm actually taking something away uh, from people that actually need this, right? That, that changed everything. I love that, Lynn. That's, that's fantastic. All right. So what is the easiest and fastest way to shorten the sales cycle? <laughs> well, when you have been thinking like the client, you've guided them to the decision, you've been nurturing them, um, you are going to receive referrals when you ask for referrals and when you've planned and staged referrals throughout the process. So what I mean is you're going to seed the idea of referrals when you're first making those connections and you're talking to the clients and then you're seeding them through the entire sales process. It becomes part of your DNA and it's just like really natural. Like, oh my gosh, Nancy, I am so glad that we have just had this instant rapport and connection. And what's really unique about it is that, you know, we met each other completely cold. Usually I've been introduced by one of my clients and been given a referral. So you already know a little bit about me and I know a little bit about you. So this is just phenomenal how we've connected today. Mm -hmm. So I've just seeded the idea that most of my clients come from referrals. And by the way, mm. most of my clients do come from referrals. But <laughs> then, of course, you have to ask for the referral, okay? And you have to have earned the right to ask for the referral so that you've given great service and product, you know? So you ask for the referral, you receive the referral. Who else would like to have the same, uh, a similar experience? Who do you know who would like to have a similar experience that you've had working with me? Mm -hmm. Right. And so you get the referral and that referrals are going to close faster. They're going to close at a higher profit level. And the beautiful thing is that once someone has become a referral resource for you, they are four times more likely to refer again and again, and again, and people who are referred to you are more likely to become a referral resource for you. It's like mm. a self-fulfilling. It's like, it's just, you manifest it. Mm. So then once of course you've received that beautiful referral, you need to recognize and reward um, your client who's provided that referral for you. And it, it could be a, a, a somebody who's never been a client, but they've, they know of you and they've worked sort of in tandem with you or something, you know, but you want to recognize and reward. And this doesn't mean some, some big flashy thing. It could just something that matters to them and is a value to them. And of course, a genuine heartfelt thank you, um, of mm -hmm. course, and a voicemail or actual phone call, uh, seeing them in person, uh, taking them to lunch. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, a thank you card, a snail mail package. I mean, there's just so many different ways. And once again, it's going to fit who you are and your business. And you may have a couple of different choices. So it also fits who they are and what, and once again, meeting them where they're at and what mm. is going to matter to them um, and be a value to them for that referral. 
Yeah, I think that's probably um, as we as we come to wrapping up this episode, I think that in itself uh, is really the key takeaway here. It is all about those the people. But um, in, at the end of the day, uh, it's it's nothing grandiose. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no, um, it, it, it sometimes if sales feels like it's so hard to reach, right. And it feels like it's so far off from where you're sitting at. But when you think about it as just a f- conversation with a friend, right. And you think about it from that perspective, I think that really brings it back down to earth. And it says, this is possible for you to do. <laughs> yeah. It's about a relationship. Yeah. It's about a mm-hmm. relationship. And it's just, you know, think about it in these terms. Um, my cousin recently had, I mean, said, oh, you've got to watch this, sh- this show on Apple TV. This is the best, you know, show. I love this show. And I mean, I have to admit, she recommended it to me probably six months ago. But last month, we basically binged watch the show. And it was fantastic. Now, it took <laughs> that long. But, you know, that was a different type of referral, right? But it had been, she had told me about it. She encouraged me to, to, to watch it. I'd love it. She was right, by the way. And uh, so that's the type of thing that referrals are just a natural part of what we do in our mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing weird or funky about this. It's just got to start being a natural part of your process. And then it, it does. It just becomes part of your DNA. Yeah. Practice, practice makes perfect. And perfection is overrated. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lynn, thank you for making sales strategies uh, so so friendly <laughs> and bringing it bringing it down to to a level that I think uh, I think our listeners will will definitely be able to use. Um, I really appreciate that, and thank you so much for stopping by. Um, we are just about out of time, but I do want to leave our listeners with our digital marketing tip of the day. All right, so Lynn kind of already told you, told you the gist of it. But if you are not already doing so, combine your search engine optimization, you know, the stuff around your keywords, backlinking, website coding, and whatnot, um, with your content marketing efforts. So what does this mean? Take a look at the blogs that you're writing, take a look at the social media posts that you're posting, the articles that you might be publishing online, and tie the keywords and concepts that you want to be found for back to those pieces of content. This supercharges your SEO efforts. And if you're working with an agency or an SEO provider, they should be suggesting this as part of your strategy. If they are not, you should be asking if you're really getting the return that you need to be from your SEO. So a huge thank you to my guest today, Lynn Whitbeck from Petite to Queen. You can find Lynn at petitequeen.com. That's P-E-T-I-T-E, the number two, Q-U-E-E-N, Com. Also look for Lynn on LinkedIn as well. Uh, please make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this episode and previous shows along with contact information for all of our guests and for me at our website at digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business. So are you tired of seeing little or no return for your marketing efforts? Have you been burned doing business with cheap internet companies that lock you into long-term contracts and provide no tangible results? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily on the internet? 
WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with them, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI consultant, but they guide you through an effective strategy based on digital experience of their global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results at a price you can afford. Find them at WSIDigitalConnections.com. That's WSIDigitalConnections.com.